You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 191 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I am sitting right next to Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? So, do you want to explain where we are, Val? I'm great. We're in a cupboard. We're in the closet together, Val. <laughs> We're in the closet together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... going to get too hot in here and I'm going to have to step out. <laughs> why don't you explain where we are? So, uh, Valerie has found this co-working space. Yes, and in Melbourne. Is- awesome it's in the middle of the city it's like very new york style loft it's very arty and you've got all these co-working spaces you're here to you're mentoring some mm-hmm. students here and uh I, I was in the city anyway so i've slipped in so we could do a little podcast together yeah. and um yeah it's an amazing uh space and a great idea isn't it to, to yes. have these share little working uh, and you were talking about this space uh, a couple of weeks ago on the episode, on the podcast, yes. we were talking about the, this is a great location to do photo shoots with if you need to do maybe corporate shots or headshots where you want to have a variety of different locations, different and, sets, different sets in the same location, and all within the comfort of a few um, a few feet from each other, which is what you want when you want to get you know multiple different backgrounds. So yeah, I've come in to check it out, and it's it's very cool. But uh, you can't really record a podcast. Out in the, on the deck, like these beautiful decks overlooking the city and lounge areas, because we both look like tosses. So, so, so we've come into a, a closet to do it in. Well, out. no, there's the, there's these little booths for people who want to take private phone calls. So it's like a little Superman phone booth kind of thing. So we're squashed into this squashed in Superman phone booth to record this podcast because it's the quietest place. Yeah, and in terms, so I the the. The um, co-working space that I was referring to a couple of weeks ago was actually the equivalent of this one in Sydney, and um, it's people are going to ask, so I'm just going to say it's called WeWork, and uh, I'm not necessarily saying, hey, go and join WeWork. I'm just saying check out your local co-working spaces because potentially there's a lot of flexibility there. You can you know join on a membership that doesn't cost a lot, and um, potentially uh, be able to use the space for for stills, um, maybe do it on the weekend if you need to do filming um so you might hear some background noise in the background but um uh we're going to try and minimize that and uh as long as we stay in this cupboard i think we're going to be okay <laughs> just stay in the closet well <laughs> we'll stay in the closet that's right that's right so anyway somebody um brian uh hello brian um said that uh, when he heard that i was going to be doing some podcasting in melbourne he said no doubt with some champagne with Gina, but we have no champagne. No. Because it is the middle of the day. So it's actually the first time I've been with you in the flesh and I've been sober, Belle, for a very <laughs> long time. Do you realise that? That every time we get together, oh, no. 
there's always alcohol involved. Oh, you know, it's, 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 are we alcoholics? No, 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 we're just taking the edge off after oh. a hard day shooting. Okay, fair enough. So yes. I, I, we had a lovely lunch. And, yes, very nice uh, lunch. But it's only tea because I've still got a – I rode Stella in today. Oh, yes, yep. yes. My so, bike. Yeah, her <laughs> scooter, her scooter. So this week's episode is all about how to frame and compose portraits for maximum impact and how to speed up your editing workflow. But before we get on to that, we have a big shout-out to um, uh, Velocifer. Velocifer. Hello, Velocifer. Velocifer has left us a review on iTunes and has called it great podcasts that evolve. Oh, we evolve. <laughs> and Velocifer has said, I highly recommend this podcast. G and V. I love it how we're on like first initial basis. Uh, that's awesome. Do a great job of keeping it fresh and changing the focal point. Over the past couple of years, it has grown from a basic approach to photography to one where they really speak to the development of your photography. I think that's because they regularly absorb questions and themes from listener inputs and then integrate those challenges into the podcasts. They frequently take a question as a starting point and come at it from different angles and that ends up inspiring you to try something new and understandable. It's hard for a podcast to stay relevant. This one keeps growing and I find myself becoming a more loyal listener. Wow, thank you so much, Velocifer from the US. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to give us that feedback and to give us that review on iTunes. That's just awesome, isn't I it, Tina? Love, I love iTunes review. Yeah. Oh, they make my day. So, yes. And thank you, Velocifer. That's a very cool one, so much appreciated because it's a, a bit of an effort to get in there and leave mm. a review. Yes. So we do it's appreciate that. It's not that much of an effort. Yeah, if you still. do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really, really be grateful because it helps us in the rankings and helps keep us going and motivated. So thank you so much, Velocifer, and to everyone else who has um, left a review or a rating. Now, what else is happening in the world of Gina? Gina? Oh, my God. So, I rode the bike in because yes. I had to go to the Indian consulate to get my passport back because right. I got the visa uh, approved. Oh, you, you're so, going to India, So, I'm going yes. to India on Saturday. Uh, but to, in order to go, there's this whole rigmarole that you've got to go through to fill in the visa, visa application. And, of course, you have to print it out. Yeah. And so, I've got a love-hate relationship with my printer at home. Okay. So, because whenever I need it, it's not there for me. Oh, and yeah. that There's always one ink is out. Or, yeah. So, this time, the black ran out. I hate that. I only needed black. I know. And then I'm, like, I went and got new ink. It still wouldn't work. And then mm. I'm Googling and I realise the jet is blocked, the, the funnel that the mm. ink comes out of is blocked. So... I look up, I'm going, all right, I'm going to cl clear it. And they're like, okay, so you need this specific solution to clear the, mm. the thing with. Oh, I uh, worked out another hack. <laughs> so I MacGyvered a hack to unblock the the, the, the hole there. Yeah. Vodka. Oh, okay. Vodka. Because it's pure alcohol. Okay. Yeah, and it did the job. Really? <laughs> okay. Wow. Alcohol so, yeah. can come in handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very handy. You should always have vodka in your cupboard because <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, wow. so, so got the got the application printed out and, uh, yeah, visa's been approved. I'm all good. And I'm you're good heading to go. off to India. Heading off to go. Yeah, yeah, ready what to go. What kind of photos or stuff it's, are you going to so be doing? I'm actually going to be trying my hand at filming <laughs> this time. Filming? Yes. Awesome. So, and I 
will be uh, actually my year's starting to sound a bit like eat, pray, love because I was just in <laughs> Bali. Yes. Now I'm going to India. I yes. need to finish it off with uh, Italy. Italy. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting. What about you, Val? What are you being like? You've been jet setted down here. What's going on with you? Oh, well, what am I doing? I'm mentoring some students, um, writing students this afternoon. And tomorrow I'm doing a full day. Uh, tomorrow I'm doing a full day um, uh, workshop on how to build your profile. So it's going to be. It's going to be good. I'm a little bit low on energy because oh. I've been a bit sick on yeah. the, you know, the last couple of um, days. And I know there's some very, very um, lovely listeners who have given me some health tips on vitamins and stuff. So really? thank you for that. How good is that? Yeah, really good. Yeah. And I really just need to get more sleep and probably improve my nutrition and probably up my exercise. <laughs> so do you think yeah. the fact that I'm sitting in a cupboard now with you it's is going probably to doesn't bode well. No, I think that I'm on the non-contagious stage. Oh, was it a contagious one? Well, I don't had? think it was contagious. Okay. No, I think oh, you're safe. Fine. It was just one of these rundown things. Okay, know? good. All right, you'll be fine. Yes, so I um, will. Yeah, and it's been a full-on week because I just um, finished like a massive critique okay. uh, recording for the gold members. Oh, yes, got that uploaded. Mm-hmm. Like um, four out, four or five hours worth. Wow! And the stuff is amazing that you're doing, and I'm starting to see like. I now know when I scroll through Instagram, I know my goldies. Yes. I so, don't even have to, like, look at the – I just go, that's one of my goldies, that's one of my goldies. So that's um, members of the gold community at ginamilitia.com. So um, you're, basically what you're saying is they've, you've got to know their style so well you can spot their, you know, their style on Instagram yes. and online. Yes. Yeah, they're such a fantastic group, all of the members of the gold community, just a wonderful bunch of photographers from all different levels and all different walks of life. So what have you been doing with um, with the critiques, Gina? So basically they're uploading their photos and there's a whole heap of different things that we do. So it might be where it's uh, someone is asking about how to improve their lighting where I'll take that image and I'll supply them with a lighting diagram that they can use for next time or I might uh, suggest a, a different kind of modifier or even as simple as someone uploaded an image and all it needed to go to the next level was just a slight change in lighting but it'd make like 500% difference in mm. how, you know, it's often it's just little tweaks. And then mm. there's like a, uh, we do a lot of um, tutorials on, you know, improving skin tone, how to get the right color balance, how to pose. It's just a whole, everyone's different and unique. So it's not just catering to the, say, the, high-end photographers it's also beginners it might be hobbyists it's all different levels so we're catering to so, all different kinds. yeah within the um community portal for the for the gold community um everything's tagged beginner intermediate or advanced as well so you can literally go in and find the thing that you need help on and uh you have a monthly mastermind with gina a, a monthly live call with gina which is recorded in case you can't make it there's also a, a private facebook 
Facebook group just for members of the Gold community so that you can ask Gina all of your questions. You get photo critiques, you get tutorials, and it's um, it's it's all for a small monthly fee. So for that small monthly fee, you get Gina in your pocket. It's like having a mentor in your pocket. It's fantastic. Um, I think it's a wonderful community. And if you're interested in finding out more, then just go to GinaMelanisha.com and click on join the community. Now, let's move on to, as I mentioned, this week's topic, how to frame and compose portraits for maximum impact and also how to speed up your editing workflow. Where do we start with this, Gina? I'm just, it's like being on an aeroplane. What are you doing? I'm just trying to get the the breeze into my face because it's quite... (laughs) It's a bit hot in here. It's a very confined space. It is a confined space. So, um... Yeah, we are doing this week on, uh, have you already said that, how to yes, frame compose? Gina. Where have it's, you been? Well, there's low oxygen levels too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically uh, what I've noticed in both the goal community and the So You Want to Be a, a Photographer Facebook community mm-hmm. uh, is a lot of the same common um issues with with uh, photos that I'm seeing and so I just wanted to do a little quick uh, recap on some different ways that you can change the impact of the portraits that you're taking just by the way you compose and angle the camera can make a huge difference so um there's basically when you when you shoot a portrait there's there's kind of two different ways you can take the portrait you can point your camera at the person Mm. and hope for the best. So there's no thought or planning and so you're basically documenting the shot. Yes. All right? Or there's careful planning and where you know exactly where you want the camera to be, where you want the person to be, and you're thinking about the angle of the camera the size the person's going to be in the frame. Are they going to fill the frame? Are they going to be small in the frame? And how you do this, how you place that subject in the frame has a huge impact on how that image is perceived. So, um, you know, and it just takes a a few uh, simple tweaks. So one of the things that I notice photographers doing a lot is they're not giving their subject enough looking room. And so by that I mean, so if you've taken a photo of someone and the the default, because where the focus point is, is right in the middle of the frame, yes. is the, the people photograph a portrait with their person right in the middle of the yes. frame. Because you want to focus on the eyes yes. and the focus point's in the middle. Now, just by learning how to move your focus point around and have it at a different part of the frame, you can uh, change your focus point and change the position of the framing of the person. And by doing that, you're creating uh, a bit more life and movement in the image. So if if a person is dead square in the middle, it's kind of almost uncomfortable to look at Mm. because it's just like you – it's like putting a stop sign in front of someone, stop, there mm-hmm. it is, and you look at the image, it's in the middle and it's over. But when you put them over to the side, there is a flow. And when you've got someone who is, say, looking right or left in an image, if you give allow space to their side, the same side that they're looking, you're giving them looking space and then what happens is uh, 
a human will naturally look to the face first because that's how we're, we're designed to be. We're looking to the eyes or the face of a person. And then the next place we look is where the person is looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that, that means that suddenly you've got eyes on your image for longer than was in the first, when if you have them just in the middle. And the reason that's important is all of a sudden we are competing with not millions, billions of images that are getting shared. And just that simple little tweak of composing uh, your images with a, with a bit more thought means that the eyes are going to linger on your image longer and it, 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 it creates interest in the image. And when you've got that, it, it just becomes a, a nicer image. Now, you can also use the positioning to help you tell a story. Mm-hmm. A good photo has to have some sort of emotional reaction. So if you can um, help to tell what it is that you're saying, because it's, it's basically visual storytelling yeah. what you're doing. So you want to use all these little hacks to help you tell your story. So if you want to create tension in an image, mm-hmm. you can do the opposite and uh, crop in nice and tight mm-hmm. on your image and suddenly, you know, if you wanted to show an image where someone was um, uncomfortable or upset, then that's the emotion that you wanted to share. If you crop in really tight, that's, that's the kind of feeling you get. There's, mm-hmm. there's no place to move. Yeah. If you wanted to show uh, an image where it's isolation or loneliness mm-hmm. or despair, you could have a small image in a big empty frame and then that suddenly when you look at that, you think, well, it's loneliness. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to make someone look powerful, mm-hmm. then shoot them from a lower angle so that they tower over you. If yeah. you wanted to make someone look softer, then shoot from a higher angle and they look softer. Yep. And if you level your camera, they kind of look normal or uh, friendly. So you've got a choice just by how you pan and tilt the camera. So it's worth um, it's worth thinking about next time you, you pull out the camera. And it's worth not only thinking about, but maybe it's worth shooting all of those angles to see which one you like best if you yes. don't know what story that yeah. you want to tell yet because yeah. you might not know the person. Yeah. And if you think it's not important that um, allowing someone longer to linger on on an image, you know, think about this. It's like we get attached to people, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about like the guy who makes your coffee every mm-hmm. day, right? Mm-hmm. You see him every day mm-hmm. and you and then and then one day he's not there and he's left. Mm. Don't you feel like, oh, he's gone, it's not the same anymore because yes. you were growing attached. Yeah. And it's the same when you look at an image, even though it's just a split second, we as humans need to have that connection and to form an attachment to something to decide if we like it or not. Yeah, true. Fair enough. All right, so... Now, you don't have to follow these rules, but if you want to give your viewer a more comfortable experience, then mm-hmm. I suggest that you have, a, you know, experiment with that. And then it may be that you don't necessarily want to give your viewer a comfortable experience, but you want to make images that have that sort of impact that show tension or that say something, you know, uh, a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, try it out. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I love it. What else? <laughs> all right, hang on. I've and of course, my... Gina's just lost all of her notes yeah. off the screen. So that you she's can, reading you from. can now feel 
Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what should I feel about, Gina? Well, just tell us about what you've been doing. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? I have Crack actually... Open the door a little bit and let some breeze in. <laughs> it is a little bit hot in here, yes. And Gina's actually now going to open the door open because the door otherwise we're going to suffocate while yeah, we're in the closet. Very, very hot. So you may hear <laughs> a little bit more background noise. Um, but, yeah, okay, I'll fill you in. I have been doing a lot of painting because, as you know, I've been obsessed by creating art these days. And um, I've been uh, – it's been interesting because I've kind of been doing, um, on average, if you worked out some kind of average, eight hours a day on my day job, eight hours at night on my art, and then getting some sleep, some semblance of sleep. And it's proving to be a little bit unsustainable. <laughs> so um, I need to actually make some changes and figure out what I can do in order to make it sustainable because I'm really serious about, um, you know, about, about doing this. But anyway, Gina has managed to get a little bit of oxygen now oh, and it helps, we have it? The, um, the our notes back. Yeah. So where are we going from here? So we've got a question from a okay. Uh, so we, we have Kai. a question about culling images from Kai. So Kai has said, hi, guys. So I'm still in the culling, on the culling thing. Does anyone use photo mechanic? If so, what parts of the process are you using it for? Does it help with culling speed? My old iMac, get, iMac is getting a bit long in the tooth and Lightroom culling is quite slow. Okay, so first of all, before we answer Kai, Gina, hmm. what exactly is Kai referring to with culling? Okay, so Kai has been doing a very large uh, shoot where there is, uh, I think, hundreds or thousands of files involved. Right. And the culling process is it might be that you shoot an event or a wedding or, you know, portraits for lots and lots of people where you're taking lots of photos, then uh, – what you've got to do is take those images off the card that you've shot them on and load them into some kind of software that you can then sift through the images, find the best one. So it might be that if you were doing a headshot, you were doing 30 shots of each person, right? And say you did 100 people, that's a lot of files. And a wedding on average is 800 to 2,000 files. My shoots are often run around you know, the 2,000 file number as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's what we do. We, we find a way to bring those images into some kind of software and then for picking the best ones. So it's yep. not editing. Editing is what we do to the image after, but it's culling. It's finding yep. which are the ones that we're then going to edit. It's the short list. Mm-hmm. And this can be uh, – I actually really enjoy it because mm-hmm. my technique is to uh, get the images in and I like to have some binge watching going on as I'm doing it, right? You so, mean like on Netflix? Yeah, or, okay. or Stan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, or you can listen to podcasts or listen to music. So I, I find it quite relaxing and then I go through. Um, but it can be if you've got a couple of thousand images to go through, mm. if your image, if your uh, computer is slowed down and the software that you're using is slow, mm. uh, the whole process can be just excruciating mm. because what happens is 
the two default softwares that photographers uh, might be using are either uh, Lightroom, uh, which is one of the most popular, or Capture One as well for a lot of um, professionals use that and and commercial photographers, and it's been used by a lot more uh, portrait shooters as well. what happens when the images get imported into the software is the software takes that raw file and it then uh, makes a preview image, another copy, like a JPEG version of that image. And so when you're looking at the the preview image on the screen, it's not actually the raw file that you're looking at. You're looking at a JPEG version, a preview. Mm-hmm. And so when you're importing a couple of thousand files, the software has to do that for every single one. So there's a lag. And so you've got to wait for each one to load, render, and and come up. So that's often what slows down the process. So in answer to your the first part of your question, Kai, is you were asking, um, I don't like using trackpad spell. Mouse girl. Uh, okay, the, so currently Gina's using a trackpad and that's why You know the problem because I've got this like issue with the Band-Aid and it makes G- it hard Gina has to a Band-Aid a on her middle finger because yes. obviously she's been overusing it yeah. <laughs> and uh, is having some problems, is having some problems using the trackpad that we're reading our notes of. Sorry, guys. So um, basically... Uh, Photo that there is a third option, and Kai is asking about Photo Mechanic. Now, Photo Mechanic is software that you use only for culling images, and what it does is it uh, doesn't need to uh, do the rendering. The way it, it it browses the software only, so it doesn't have to create the preview. So there isn't that lag time. So the 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 beauty of it is it is a preview software only. It doesn't you don't use it to mm. edit your images. So you can download it and download multiple cards at once. So if you're, you know, dumping five or six cards or you've got many photographers working on a, a gig and everyone's downloading cards to the same spot, yeah. it, it'll cope with that. Yeah. And it doesn't import the right raw files, so there's no downtime waiting for previews to rem- render. So uh, it's, it costs. Uh, I think it costs the same as uh, some of the other software, but... If you are doing big events and um, processing thousands of files, mm. you might want to consider investing in it because what's your time worth to you? You know, yeah. you can cut down that time and save yourself a few hours every job, add it up. I think it, it, it's worth it so you can speed it up. There are a couple of other ways you can speed up your workflow, Val. Yeah. So, Basically, you can uh, check your computer performance. So if you're going to stick with something like, say, Lightroom or Capture One to edit, uh, to cull your images, then you might want to look at uh, increasing the – now, this word, that's C-A-C-H-E. How do you cache. say? Cache. Increase it's your not cache. cache. <laughs> Increase your cache on your computer. So that, the cache is basically the memory your computer 
needs to use to render the file. So um, the default for something like Lightroom is one gigabyte. So depending on how uh, the system that you have, you want, might want to try a sliding scale of between 10 and 25 gigabyte, uh, depending on the size of your hard drive. Uh, that might help with your computer's performance. All right, so mm -hmm. there we go. So um, you just go into Lightroom and Preferences to do that, uh, and then you can go into Performance. Uh, there's a, a couple of um, – I'll put some um, images in the show notes to show you how so to do that. we've got some screenshots yep. on exactly how to do that with Lightroom in the settings, yep. and we'll put those screenshots in the show notes, which, of course, you can find at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I. CIA. And we do apologize if you hear some doors slamming in the background. We're trying to minimize the noise as much as possible, but we had the choice of either not delivering a podcast episode this week at all or delivering this one. And we did have tried to find um, as quiet a place in the city as we can. So with uh, we hope that you don't mind that it kind of does sound a little bit like an emergency room in the background with all the doors opening and shutting. But it's no worse than when we did the podcast from the plane. From the we, we did it at, at the airport at the and got airport. interrupted, and yes. then we tried to do it actually on board the plane as well. Yes. yes. Right. So. The other thing, a few other things you can try just to improve the speed of your computer when you're running Lightroom is to make sure that when you run Lightroom um, on machines that have 12 gig of RAM or more. Now, that's a lot. I, I think my... Um, my computers that that I got zooped up are running um, 16 gig, and I think the standard is maybe 8 gig of RAM, and then it depends on the size of your computer. But uh, I know uh, that uh, many of the earlier Macs, uh, and, and most Macs allow you to uh, add more RAM uh, into your computer after you've purchased, purchased it. It used to be that you could do it yourself. There was just like a little drawer that you could pop the extra RAM in, which means that your computer runs faster. But now they've, they've, they've remade their computers so that they're all sealed and you have to have a, a degree in nuclear physics to <laughs> get in there. But you used to be able to do it yourself. It's not that expensive compared to what you get back in like the performance and like they're moving out there they're like moving house and um, <laughs> dragging ladders around and that's what it um, sounds like but you know that that colored this podcast wheel, is very authentic that, that colored wheel of death that you get all the time yes. when you, you you're doing um that so it might not be these microphones don't pick up as much sound though you find it yeah so um so give that a go and uh, that, that'll help, uh, especially when you're importing images, all right? So, sorry. so the other thing you can do is have a faster hard drive yeah. in your computer. So there's uh, the solid state uh, hard drives uh, can be faster and they'll give you a faster download, upload speed. So... Check that out. A lot of people have um, external hard drives attached to their computer. You want to be looking at something that has a Thunderbolt extension 
uh, that, that connects to the computer. So that's got to be the fastest uh, transfer of files between your computer and the hard drive because that's often the thing that slows everything up. And the slowest is USB, which takes like forever. You've got time to go and make uh, lunch, watch a whole series of something, uh, just like that guy's doing now. So you want to make sure that you've also got a large enough hard drive and enough free space. So when you're on your computer, make sure that you clear off all the guff. Uh, the the uh, system Lightroom runs a lot better when your computer has uh, empty hard drive space because it needs to access that to think and preview the files. All right, so... Um, Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. The other thing, Val, is to uh, keep your previews as long as possible. So you've got an option in Lightroom to uh, when Lightroom takes imports those files, right, it creates previews. Mm -hmm. Now, there's option that you can have an option to get rid of those previews because they take up space. Mm -hmm. So I can get rid of them every week, every month. Right, um, yeah. And so that every time you open Lightroom, it has to read render those files and so you've got to wait again so if you've got space then you might want to consider uh, actually keeping those uh, and then you don't have to you know have to wait all of that time so you just go to um, the catalog setting box and uh, you you cannot opt to discard the previews after 30 days or never if you want if you just want to make sure that it opens up and fires fires up every time um, and we'll put that in the show notes as well in case you don't have, you know, a pen and paper handy. Okay. And just for the record, uh, Kai had always also asked, well, how do you color? What's your editing process? Mm. Uh, how do you know what images to keep and which ones to let go? And yeah. so basically uh, it's uh, more of an intuitive, like it's a gut reaction. Uh, like obviously my first sweep where I go through all the images really quickly yeah. is I want to make sure the image is sharp Yes, and I'm looking for expression. Yeah. So that's a clean sw- Go through and I'll give one star to right. all the ones that I want to keep and I'm generous in that sweep, yeah. you know. So if it's like a blinker or it's out of focus, then it's not a keep-up. And if it's got a good expression and sharp, yes. Yeah. Then I'll take all those one-star images and I do a second sweep and yeah. then I'll be a bit harsher. And say if it's a portrait session, I'll pick the best three to five mm-hmm. with good expressions. And then finally I do a final third sweep and I get, keep the two stars and I will add a, a red tag to those images and uh, they're the ones that I'm selecting that I might need to edit. Say I want to do skin retouching in Photoshop. So so then all I need to do is when I need to bring those up, hit two stars and red and that will isolate those images. And it's fast. If I think about it, if I have to think about whether the image is good or not, it's not. Yeah, fair enough. That makes perfect sense. It'll present itself. Mm. It's interesting because my first um, initial reaction would actually be the first sweep wouldn't be picking the great, the good ones. It would be deleting the shit ones. Mm. And, and then, yeah. So that's interesting. I don't delete anything. Well, not delete, but, you know. Yeah, but d- d- discard. discard. Yeah. That, well, so, so people have that. It, it, look, 
whatever works for you. There isn't a there isn't a way that like and that makes sense to you. It doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. I I, mm. I I focus on the glass being half full valve. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I'm focusing on the ones. That's a good one. Okay. You're not as good. You're yes, yes, no, <laughs> and and no is nothing. You know, not you get out of the. You have to leave the tribe now. <laughs> That's a bit vicious to me. It's like you're a no, get out, delete, go. Life's, life's tough, Gina. I know you're harsh that way. So no, I don't. I, everyone gets to be, everyone gets a prize <laughs> in when I'm selecting. And yeah, it's one, two, and then two and a color. And you can the the reason I choose color is often you'll have a shoot where um, you'll have images like you might have. Say you're doing a wedding, okay, and you're making your colour selections and you know that the bride and groom, you're making the selection for the bride and groom, but within that selection there are shots of flowers Mm. that you want to give to the florist and there might be table settings that you want to give to the, the, the wedding stylist and there might be a dress shot that you want to give to the designer that are not necessarily going to go to the bride and groom. Mm. You can have a, like a system where, you know, the colour green goes to the florist. So that's ah. right. And so as I'm tagging, I know so that you're categorizing it's, as um, you, go. you know, the shortcut is six, seven, eight and nine. And I think six is red, seven is uh, blue, eight is green, mm. nine is purple. I think don't quote me on that but it's something like that but that gives them each a different color so I can just hit one and six at the same time and the image is tagged red and with a one I don't need to do that on the on the second sweep and I know straight away that oh that's I'm going to give that to the florist so it's it's a it's a two star and it's a colored eight it's green yeah right yeah so that, that, makes that saves a bit of time yeah and then you can separate easily that's a great idea the, the catalogs for different people so that's how i do it val yeah that's a great idea i never even thought of that aspect of it but that makes perfect sense to categorize depending on the ultimate use or where they need to go yep mm. Brilliant. Okay. So um, we are coming to the end of this week's episode and uh, maybe some of you are grateful because you don't want to hear the door slamming anymore. Um, Thank you for bearing with us. We do really appreciate it. We do work hard usually each week to make sure we have fantastic audio quality, but this is just a slightly different situation. Um, So we appreciate your understanding. So what are you doing until I see you again, Gina? I'm just about to get on a plane and go to India. Val. So very that's, uh, exciting. Much, uh, will be my next couple of weeks. Well, I'm glad we managed to catch mm. up in person in the same city today. So I know it's good. very exciting. It was good to good to get to hang out with you, even if it was in a box, <laughs> in a sauna. We we <laughs> it's no longer a cupboard; it's a sauna. Swedish. We, well, sauna. we need to go get some air. Oh, so where do we find you online, Gina? Before we wrap up, so you can find me at ginamilitia.com. So all social media is at Gina Militia and you can also if you want to connect with me and uh, have your uh, images uh, you want some mentoring then check out the goal community which is I'm at GinaMilitia.com 
golf community. Yeah, go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. Yep. You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, please do connect with both of us in the Facebook group for listeners. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and click to join. It would be great to have you in there. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com. 